Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to 4, that's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. So right now, go to 4patriots.com slash Ben. That's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Breaking news coming out of the house real quick that I want to put on your radar screen. It's going to be very interesting to see what we actually get to see because the House Speaker, Mike, Mike Johnson, has announced that he is releasing all... Let me say that again, releasing all January 6th tapes to the American public today. He said he's keeping that promise to the American people and making all the January 6th tapes available to all Americans. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of footage, a lot of footage that people are going to want to go through and see what we actually find out. I want to let you know it is going to be out there and you're going to be able to watch it for all Americans as he described it. This will be very interesting to see what has not been put out by the media and what was not put out and covered up by the Democrats with the, quote, January 6th committee. That is something I've got my eye on for you. Do not worry. But there's also other breaking news that's even more important than that. CNN is now reporting that the special counsel is using California grand jury and Hunter Biden probe and has also now subpoenaed his uncle, James Biden. The special counsel prosecutor, they say, are using a Los Angeles grand jury to seek documents and possible testimony. From multiple witnesses as part of the ongoing federal investigation to Hunter Biden's business dealings. This, according to people familiar with the probe, exclusively to CNN. James Biden, President Joe Biden's brother and a one-time business associate of Hunter Biden, is among the individuals who have received a subpoena from the grand jury we now have been told in recent weeks. That, according to two sources close to the investigation, exclusively telling this to CNN. The probe appears to focus on Hunter Biden's alleged failure to pay taxes by IRS payment deadlines, issues that are that were expected to be resolved by a plea deal that fell apart earlier this year. It is unclear if any witnesses have appeared in person yet or if investigators are looking at anything beyond tax matters. 
Hunter Biden's legal team has said their client has now fully paid his IRS tax debts. The use of a grand jury in California's Central District, which has not previously been reported, indicates that the special counsel, David Weiss, may be preparing to seek, quote, new charges against Hunter Biden. Weiss has already brought gun charges against Hunter Biden in Delaware. And presenting charges to a grand jury in California would mean that he is preparing to try the president's son in two separate venues. Abe Lau, Hunter Biden's attorney, declined to comment. The counsel also for James Biden, the president's brother, declined to comment. Now, this is, again, all coming from CNN. The White House referred questions on the matter to the Justice Department, where a spokesman also, shockingly, declined to comment. Prosecutors working under Weiss told a judge earlier this year that in addition to tax charges, they also could bring charges related to possible violations of the Foreign Agent Registration Act. Internal Revenue Service investigators who were part of the Hunter Biden investigation have alleged that the prosecutors slow-walked and blocked efforts to look into possible money laundering and foreign lobbying allegations. The FBI, which oversaw the money laundering and the FARA portions of the investigation, that would be the Foreign Agents Registration Act, known as FARA, uh, concluded its findings and didn't anticipate charges to emerge from those allegations. People briefed on the matter also have said to CNN. Weiss was, has previously used a federal grand jury in Delaware to gather evidence as part of the investigation of Hunter Biden's business dealings and his failure to pay taxes over a period of years. People briefed on the investigation confirmed. Now, prosecutors brought multiple witnesses to testify to the grand jury in Wilmington last year before striking the now defunct plea deal with Hunter Biden. That sweetheart deal that blew up after whistleblowers came forward. All of that is separate from now what we're talking about going on in a grand jury setting in California. Now, some of the tax offenses under investigation allegedly occurred in Southern California, where Hunter Biden lives. It's possible for the special counsel to use evidence collected previously by a federal grand jury in Delaware in a different federal court. That information can be shared with the new grand jury by investigative agents, or the grand jury could hear from witnesses directly before asking, being asked to consider voting on potential charges. Quote, the government in the exercise of its prosecutorial discretion is considering what tax charges to bring in another district may elect to bring the same charges set forth in the instant information or different ones. Weiss's team wrote in an August court filing in Delaware. Now, this also goes back to what happened earlier this month. A plea deal had fallen apart for Hunter Biden to admit to two misdemeanor charges of willfully failing to pay more than 100,000 taxes to the IRS in 18 and 19. Weiss's team told the judge in Delaware it was withdrawing its case there as the prosecutors looked at bringing charges elsewhere. Republican members of Congress are also attempting to gather information on the Biden's family business dealings. This a part of their effort to impeach the president over allegations that his family used its influence to earn money from foreign nationals. Now, let me also remind you of this. Earlier this month, the Republican-controlled House Oversight Committee subpoenaed Hunter Biden, James Biden, and Rob Walker. Rob Walker is an associate of the family. They're all supposed to sit for depositions. Which brings me to this, and I want to play this for you. 
This is coming from CNN. And listen to what they had to say about all of this news relating to Hunter Biden. How significant, Ellie, do you think this is? It's bad news for Hunter Biden anyway you slice this. I mean, let's remember, he already has a pending indictment in the federal district court in Delaware for the firearms-related charges. And now he potentially is looking at a second indictment out of California. And if we think about the potential tax charges here, it's important to keep in mind. When Hunter Biden went into court a few months ago with DOJ, they had a deal that he was going to plead guilty to misdemeanor tax offenses. And they agreed, DOJ and Hunter Biden agreed that he had failed to pay over a million dollars in income taxes that he owed. So assuming, which I think is a fair assumption, that DOJ has evidence of that, that feels like the minimum charges he may face. It may get worse. But it's important to understand the fact that there's a grand jury does not ensure that there will be an indictment, but it certainly does make it more likely. And that's a problem. And that is a problem. Let me also play you something else. And I want you to think about what CNN just said. If they're saying this is bad news for Hunter Biden and that this possible indictment could be significant, then what does that mean for these subpoenas issued for Hunter Biden Associates? And what were they selling? Congressman Andy Biggs talked about the subpoenas coming from Congress. This is separate from what's happening in California and Delaware, but listen. Joining me right now from the House Judiciary and Oversight Committee's Arizona Congressman Andy Biggs. Congressman, thanks very much for being here. What's your reaction to the Democrat response to these subpoenas? Well, I, when I hear uh, Representative Raskin say wild goose chase, then I say nobody knows a wild goose chase better than Jamie Raskin, that's for sure. Yeah. But what we have here is literally thousands of pages of bank records, suspicious activity reports. We have eyewitnesses, former business partners of Hunter Biden. Um, we have people who've told us that, uh, that Joe Biden was the product they were selling. They were selling access. They were selling uh, all kinds of... of uh, uh, corruption and corrupt practices, and and they they don't want us to subpoena in the people who were at the hub of this. We're talking Hunter Biden, James Biden, Sarah Biden. We're talking Rob Walker. These are people who know where this money came from. They know where it went. You've got dozens of shell corporations. You've got activity that's going on. You've got nine Biden family members receiving foreign money, Maria, and they say, well, let's not get into this anymore. And I I just find myself. Uh, just beside myself with this. I, I don't even listen to them anymore. We're going to go forward. Yeah. We're going to do this. We're going to get him in. We're going to get testimony. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say the only one, I mean it. They're the only one. They make a huge difference every time that you pay your bill because they actually give back to conservative causes and organizations to help you stand up for what you believe in. While you're paying a bill, you're going to have Anyways, this is the part that I love about Patriot Mobile. They're making a difference every time you pay your bill, every time you make a phone call, every time that you send a text message. Patriot Mobile actually gives money back to protect First and Second Amendment rights, to protect the lives of unborn children. And that's what they're doing right now as they celebrate their 10th anniversary. If you switch right now to Patriot Mobile, they are going to give a donation to help protect life and to help mothers choose life to an organization that does everything they can to protect the lives of unborn children. Then every month when you pay your bill, they're going to continue to support the causes that I just mentioned. And this is exactly why you need to make the switch. If you're tired of woke companies 
Switch your cell phone to Patriot Mobile. Whether you are a business, a small business, or just a family, you can switch, and they make switching easy. They have a 100% U.S.-based call center, making switching extremely easy. You're going to get nationwide coverage, unlimited talk and text, and usually save real money on your bill. 972-PATRIOT. It's 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT. Or go online to patriotmobile.com. Slash Ben. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Ben or 972 Patriot. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my from this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, you just heard what Biggs had to say there about Congress and what's going to happen. But what you didn't hear him say is how this could expand in Congress and what other information they may be getting their hands on. I want you to also hear what was said uh, about the House Oversight Committee subpoenaing Hunter Biden and James Biden. Uh, these are significant. And I want you to hear what John Solomon had, had to say about this in his reporting. Listen. Three today. Hunter Biden, uh, the son of the president, James Biden, the president's brother, and Rob Walker, a business associate of both Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, who, by the way, is the one person who told the FBI, I saw Joe Biden attend a meeting with Chinese business officials. 
He was there. I was here. That was in an FBI document that we made public about six months ago. So those are the three targets of the subpoenas today. Then there are some requests for voluntary interviews to the president's grandchildren, other family members, Sarah Biden, the, I believe the um, wife of uh, James Biden is getting that. And then tomorrow we'll see some more uh, subpoenas and, and voluntary interview requests tomorrow. So by the time we're done tomorrow night, There'll be somewhere between eight and 10 subpoenas or requests for voluntary interviews. Much faster than the McCarthy era. Why is that? Mike Johnson isn't a guy that dawdles. He's a guy that might be velvet on the outside, but he's forged steel on the inside. And he basically told James Comer, what do you need? Go do it now. Boom. Done. And so this is getting more serious. It's getting faster. I love the fact that he described this is all because of what's happening here with the new speaker. And the new speaker is saying, get it done to James Comer. Do what you need to do. Get what you need and move forward as quickly as you possibly can to get it done because they're tired of waiting and the American people deserve answers. That's one of the other aspects of this conversation that's so important. Was the fight over Kevin McCarthy an important fight? Yes, it was. Uh, was it an important fight to have a better Speaker of the House than what we had before? Yes, it was. It was a, it was worth this fight to get a better Speaker. Do we have a better Speaker based on what we're seeing? We have a significantly better Speaker now who's in charge, who is willing to have these fights, who's willing to go on the record and say, do your job and allowing people below him, like James Comer, to actually do their jobs. That is incredible. Now, there's also something else that John Solomon said, and I want you to hear this. Take a listen. Again, another aspect of this investigation. I wouldn't be surprised if Rob Walker showed up. He has been someone who was cooperating with the FBI. Wouldn't be surprised that he, like Devin Archer, will show up. I think Hunter Biden, James Biden, highly unlikely, might even take the Fifth Amendment. Uh, But James Comer on this network last night on our show, he came on and said, guess what? Anyone who resists. They're going to go right to the contempt proceedings. We're not wasting times. We're not playing games. We'll do contempt proceedings. And then he dropped a big one. He said the last interview they will compulsory do. They will force to happen through subpoena if necessary. They will make Joe Biden answer the questions that the American people believe need to be answered. What did you know? What did you benefit from? Did you really have a loan? Joe Biden is going to be the last stop on this investigation before an impeachment inquiry is decided upon, whether it goes to full impeachment articles. James Comer, on the record, on this network last night, said that. And he also said, hey, subpoenas tomorrow. And sure as heck, they happened a few hours later. So I think James Comer was serious last night. Uh, interview with James Biden, uh, or uh, uh, sorry, com- uh, interview with Joe Biden. He committed to that. Contempt proceedings against anyone who resists. He committed to that. And today he committed to putting a signature on subpoenas for the president's brother and his son. That's pretty rare in the history of America. This is a very big moment in oversight. And maybe unheard of. Something. Yeah, it's the first time. Yeah, maybe I've unheard of. of. You know, here- maybe unheard of. I couldn't agree more, by the way, with, with John Solomon. He does a great show, Just the News. Uh, and that is part of what he had to say about this entire conversation. Let me also remind you of what James Comer said just last week when he was talking about following the money. When James Comer released that copy of that $40,000 personal check sent from James and Sarah Biden to Joe Biden labeled loan repayment, here is what he had to say on Fox about that. It sure is. And if you go back to that email that you just put on the screen, uh, Tony Bobulinski, who was also supposed to be in on that deal with CEFC and the Bidens, where Joe Biden was supposed to get 10 percent, according to Hunter Biden, uh, it matches up perfectly. We traced the forty thousand dollar check that Joe Biden received all the way back 
to that WhatsApp message where Hunter Biden claimed his father was sitting beside him where he was shaking down the Chinese operative. That's where that $40,000 was triggered. We, just a few weeks after that text message, that $40,000 landed in Joe Biden's pocket after the Bidens laundered it. But that money came from China, further evidence that Joe Biden benefited from his family's influence peddling scheme. Notice James Comer keeps using the word laundered. Have you noticed that now? They're using that word, and they're not using that word because they don't believe it. The Bidens had to launder the money. There was a lot of money coming in, millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars that were coming in. So you had to, the, the money was, was being laundered. And it had to be laundered by the Biden crime family before they were able to get it to the president of the United States of America. Now, they laundered it in many different ways. They laundered it through fake, uh, and when I say fake, I mean fake. They laundered it through fake accounts and fake LLCs and fake businesses that never existed, that didn't do anything and didn't have clients. The only client was the Bidens, and it was set up by the Bidens. There wasn't outside clients. They weren't doing things or offering a product or a good or a service. So, so that's number one aspect of this that has to be brought up, and it's an important aspect, okay? Number two, and this is also extremely important, the second aspect of this that needs to be brought up is the fact that the Bidens and the White House have actually now started to become very quiet about this because I think they realize they can't just keep walking out there saying that this is a fictitious story uh, and that it never happened. They can't use the same lies, that they never benefited from China. The president can't go out there like he did during the campaign for the presidency and say, my son never made a dime from China, period. That's not true. We know that's a lie. The WhatsApp message is going to be one of the most damning pieces of evidence uh, that you're going to see in the history of the Biden crime family being exposed. And we know that because that is the message that triggered the millions. And then you could follow that money. And then you could see it be laundered. This money was in a laundering scheme that was on the level of exactly what the mobs Or the cartels do on a daily basis. And there is no difference uh, in in, in the way that this is going down. Now, the, the one thing that is shocking to me is the arrogance factor here. The Bidens knew how to launder the money. But to then have their backdrop, their kind of their their scapegoat be just, hey, here's a straight up personal check. And it's a loan repayment and to have no paperwork from what we understand from these loan repayments and not involved in their taxes That's the part that shows you, I also think, the arrogance. They never could have imagined that they would have ever gotten to the point where you could trace the money because they laundered it so well. And the only reason why we know how to find the money and trace the money is because of the whistleblowers and those that were shut down and those on the inside of the deep state. They're saying, this is wrong. This is what we've seen. This is what happened. and, and, And this is not okay. And they have decided, thank the Lord, they have decided they were going to say, "Uh uh-uh, we're not just going to give in to this. We're not just going to say no. We're not just going to look the other way and allow them to get away with this. And, and, And there's a second aspect of this. If Hunter Biden wouldn't have been a crackhead that the family was taking advantage of, he would have never left the laptop. And if he would have never left the laptop, the part that worries me the most is we would have never known any of this. I'm talking about the public. Now, to be clear... The deep state knew about all of this. So did the Obama administration. They knew this. The FBI knew it. The Department of State 
knew it. The Department of Justice knew it. And they were going to look the other way. That is what is very clear here in all this. We would have never known about it because it wasn't public knowledge. But they knew about these financial crimes, and they knew about the LLCs, and they knew about the money laundering. They knew about all of it, and they covered it up. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Republicans now skeptical of Joe Biden's, quote, big reset with the Chinese communist leader, Xi Jinping, who is in California literally with a red carpet welcome. This is a man that you cannot trust. This is a man that allowed the COVID virus to spread to the entire world and lied about that while he knew that it was contagious, that it came out of Wuhan, and that it was going to shut down the entire world the same way it was shutting down their country in China. And yet... In California, Gavin Newsom rolls out the red carpet for Xi because apparently he is his new mentor. Now, Republicans are raising the alarms right now about President Joe Biden's meeting with the Chinese leader to restore communications and, quote, cooperation, the White House said, amid heightened tensions between the two nations. Now, if you look at the way we rolled out the red carpet for him, you would not believe that any of that was actually true. 
The fears are predicated on Biden's age and family business ties, concessions Biden could give to Xi, and if China will renege on potential concessions while the U.S. maintains its, quote, compromises. Those are the fears coming out right now. How compromised are the Bidens? How compromised the Biden crime family? How much how much blackmail does the does Xi Jinping and the Chinese communists have over the Biden family? We know that they were working directly with people with direct ties to Chinese communist intelligence spy apparatus. That is a fact. And we know that countless millions came directly in to the Biden crime family. We also know that there were threats made from Hunter Biden to communists in China for payment. And what happened? The money ended up getting transferred. We know that. And then the big guy apparently got his cut. Now, Biden and Xi will meet at a, quote, undisclosed location outside of San Francisco to speak about finalizing agreements to curtail what they describe as fentanyl trafficking and restore communications between militaries, along with boosting Boeing aircraft purchases since the latest sale in 2017. Biden said on Tuesday that his goal is to try to strengthen his relationship with Xi Now, you also have to remember that this president is weak, and he's weak mentally. He's incapacitated, and Xi knows that. How bad is it? I'll give you an example. Uh, Joe Biden says that he's met alone with Xi 68 times as vice president. That's, by by the way, not true at all. It's actually impossible. It's a ridiculous number. Yet the president has said that several times. He also said yesterday, quote, we're not trying to decouple from China. What we're trying to do is change the relationship for the better. Now, the president tried to make a joke before his mic was cut off when he was meeting with the dictator. Uh, And here is what the president had to say as he was trying to, quote, joke around at the table with Janet Yellen to his right and Anthony Blinken to his left. He acted like it was a boxing match kind of moment. Then he starts laughing. Anthony Blinken looks at him like, what the hell are you doing? And then his microphone, as you can hear there, was turned off. (laughs) President sitting there kind of laughing and joking as the Xi regime comes into the room. We also know that Biden said this to Xi at the table. We also have a responsibility to our people and the work and the world uh, to work together when we see it in our interest to do so. There you go. That's, I guess, the message, right? Like to our people and to work together when I guess it sort of kind of works to our advantage. Now, while all this is going on, you also have a president that's got some problems right now. One of Biden's judge nominees is going down in flames this afternoon on Capitol Hill as he is bowing down to a dictator in California. Biden's district judge nominee, literally today, by the name of Judge Hill, could not explain the difference between a stay order and an injunction when asked about it by Senator Kennedy. Take a listen to this. The difference between a stay order and an injunction. A stay stay order would prohibit... Um, so an, an injunction would re- restrain the parties from taking action. A state order, I'm not sure that I actually can, uh, can give you the... Okay. That. 
Wow. That's who you're bringing to the bench? A judge that doesn't know the difference? A judge nominee that doesn't know the difference between a stay order? A stay order and an injunction. That's who we're now nominating to be on these courts. This also comes as there's even more bad news. As the FBI director says, they're investigating now multiple individuals affiliated with Hamas inside the United States of America. Just kind of mention that out there as the president's bowing down to a dictator in California. Here's what he had to say as he was talking today. On top of the so-called lone actor threat, we cannot and do not discount the possibility that Hamas or another foreign terrorist organization may exploit the current conflict to conduct attacks here on our own soil. We have kept our sights on Hamas and have multiple investigations into individuals affiliated with that foreign terrorist organization. And while historically our Hamas cases have identified individuals here who are facilitating and financing terrorism overseas, we continue to scrutinize our intelligence to assess how that threat may be evolving. But it's not just Hamas. As I highlighted for this committee in my testimony last year, Iran, the world's largest state sponsor of terrorism, has directly or by hiring criminals mounted assassination attempts against dissidents and high-ranking current and former U.S. officials, including right here on American soil. Or take Hezbollah, Iran's primary strategic partner, which has a history of raising money and seeking to obtain weapons here in the United States. FBI arrests in recent years also indicate that Hezbollah has tried to cede operatives, establish infrastructure, and engage in spying here domestically, raising our concern that they may be contingency planning for future operations in the United States. And while we are not currently tracking a specific plot, given that disturbing history, we are keeping a close eye on what impact recent events may have on those terrorist groups' intentions here in the United States and how those intentions might evolve. Now, I want to be clear. While this is certainly a time for heightened vigilance, it is by no means a time for panic. Americans should continue to be alert and careful, but they shouldn't stop going about their daily lives. All across the country, the FBI's men and women are working with urgency and purpose to confront the elevated threat. That means working closely with our federal, state, and local partners on our FBI-led Joint Terrorism Task Forces, taking an even closer look at existing investigations and canvassing sources to increase awareness across the board, and doing all we can working with our partners to protect houses of worship here in the U.S. Bottom line, we're going to continue to do everything in our power to protect the American people and support our partners in Israel. All right, so he says we're going to support our partners in Israel literally less than 12 hours after the Democratic Party and his administration, he works for the Biden administration, said no to giving emergency funding to Israel. So that's that's point number one that I think really, 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 really has to stand out here. All right. That's that's again, that's point number one. Point number two, he says there's an elevated threat, but he wants you to trust that everything's going to be fine. And the reason why you should trust everything's going to be fine because the FBI's on it. Now, not to, not to, you know, be 
too mean here, but when was the last time the FBI had a big success that we know about instead of covering up crimes for the Biden crime family or going around the country harassing people and arresting people that were in and around the Capitol that actually didn't do anything wrong on January the 6th? And now you want me to believe that everything's going to be fine with a wide open southern border because the FBI's on it? Make sure you share this podcast with your family and your friends. And make sure you write us a five-star review so we can reach more people. And I'll see you back here tomorrow. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable. So you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to 4, that's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. So right now, go to 4patriots.com slash Ben. That's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.